Presents, and we are here this week with our special guest, Miss Elska McCain. Hi. Hey, Elska. Hi. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks oh. for coming on. Pleasure's all ours. Sweet. For those of you, I'm pretty sure all our fans are familiar. Elska is best known for Jessica Rabbit, which I believe was actually released by Troma, correct? It was initially released by myself, and then Troma bought the distribution rights, and it was released last December worldwide. Now, I won't ask you a lot of Troma questions, because I'm sure you've been asked about a million of them. Oh, yeah, all the time. I'm so old. (laughs) I just like my questions, because I know you wrote and produced Jessica Rabbit, correct? I what? I produced it? Yeah. You wrote it, and you wrote it, too, didn't you? I, well, I came up with the concept and the title and basically gave the director some guidelines as to what I wanted, and he wrote it for me. So, yeah, he's he's a writer. I'm kind of a story conceptual guy. I guess my only question was... But I did, you know, we did a lot of, uh, you know, collaboration towards, you know, the beginning of the project, but towards the end, we kind of were at odds. So, just one of those things, you know, work with your friends and at the end of the day you end up not being friends anymore because of business and it just happens a lot in the entertainment industry. Now what I wanted to know because it was always kind of fascinating because I know Troma once they buy your movie they kind of own your movie. Do you retain any rights to that being they released it? Um, they actually bought, licensed it for 20 years and that was signed in 2010 so I get it back in 17 years, <laughs> so it's not the end of the world, I guess, but yeah, they pretty much own it for now, but they still allow me to sell my own DVDs, because I did do the initial pressing of DVDs, and I still have several hundred, so, you know, I'm still going to be selling those probably at cons or, you know, online for the next, until I run out. My wife is actually a big fan of that film. She loves um, the uh, women revenge movie, so to speak. That's in her top three, believe it or not. Awesome. Well, good to know. Yeah, it's going to be either way. Some people really like it, and some just don't get it, and others are kind of in the middle. So I'm just glad I got it out there. Yeah, it's very cool. You lost them. Unfortunately, she likes They call her one eye the best. But um, <laughs> no, Oh, yeah, I like that one. Nice on your Facebook uh, the other day. You had posted it uh, by Jessica Rabbit too. Are you are you working on another one? Actually, I think we are. I've been approached by a longtime friend out of Hollywood who is basically interested in producing a sequel. And so, uh, with that connection, uh, basically, what I need to do now is just get confirmation from Trauma that I have the legal rights to do so. And uh, I believe we do because I know that Chainsaw Sally sold season one to Trauma and then they went on and did season two on their own. So I'm assuming I have the same rights, although I am waiting to get a letter from Trauma just to have it in writing to make sure that we don't make the movie and then they end up trying to own it because that would be really bad. (laughs) 
Yeah. I've been trying to get trauma to mail me DVD screeners for years. I gave up recently. Well, they used to be a lot better about it, and lately, I don't know. I mean, they sent me a couple boxes of Jessica Rabbit DVDs, which is great, but I don't. I have a feeling they won't be sending me anymore. <laughs> I used to be a big fan. Of, I think everybody was a big fan of them back in the oh late late eighties, early nineties. Like when, because you were in uh, you were in Newcomb High two and three, weren't you? Well, not officially, but they filmed it at the high school in my hometown, and they filmed it at the hospital where my mom worked. And uh, my best friend's mom was the casting director, and so my best friend got to be in them, and my mom felt bad for me, so she basically snuck me on the set, and I got to kind of just <laughs> be on the sidelines and check it out, which is kind of cool, I thought, you know? And that's about it. I think it's about a question. My first trauma movie was actually Poultry Guys. Oh, Night of the Chicken Dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love Poultry Guest. That was was actually a really good film I watched on Netflix. Mm -hmm. You know, I like Poultry Guys, but I don't like the musical aspect of it. Just when they break into song, it's like, time for a beer. Uh, time to time to go smoke. Time to get something to eat and come back after they're done singing. Because I just don't like musicals very much. I think Repo is an exception. I really liked Repo, the Genetic Opera, and maybe there's one or two others. But overall, I'm not a fan of musicals. I, I personally like about? Citizen Toxie better. I like Citizen Toxie because uh, it had the great Corey Feldman in it as a gynecologist. But um... yeah, it had a lot of great things about it. We were discussing last week, I I haven't said how much I despise musicals except for Grease Part 2, just because it's so awful. Oh, the news is come on. Yeah, I like Grease 2. Uh, yeah, too. I love Grease 2. I like Grease 2 also. Better looking couple in Grease 2. Well, Lorenzo Lamas was in Grease 1, and it's a well-known fact. I am a huge fan of Lorenzo Lamas, so I, I have it in my collection just for that aspect. I didn't know that. <laughs> he was uh, Olivia Newton-John's boyfriend, the blonde-haired jock guy. That was Lamas. Was it really? Yeah, it was before he was uh, the renegade. Well, Corey G's got a problem. <laughs> I have a problem. He made great straight-to-video action films. <laughs> Yeah, one of the things I liked about Greece is all the teenagers were like 40. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they could pull that off now. Well, no, 90210. I mean, Luke Perry had a lot of wrinkles. I mean. Oh, God, yeah, he did. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but well, I've heard the... Luke Perry's a good guy. I don't want to troll him too hard. He's a pretty decent fella. Well, I I had a question. Are you are you a fan of the horror genre, or do you have any in particular movies that you really enjoy, or? Oh, the horror genre is pretty much the only genre that I've pretty much loved through through my whole life. And mm-hmm. as far as favorite films, you know, stuff out of the 80s, I tend to watch over and over. So, Such as, you know, the Friday the 13th, the Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, I like Vamp and Fright Night. I, you know, I've never done a vampire film. I don't really have any desire to, but I always liked them when I was a kid. So you're not like a huge fan of like the current horror genre or state? Not really. I mean, I don't know. Like as far as the recent horror movies that I've seen that were good, I like The Cabin in the Woods. I like Insidious. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a couple of winners out there, but you know, I, a lot of the remakes I don't like. It's, it's hit or miss. Sure. Where are you? I, I pretty I pretty much give everything a chance. You know, I'm in, I'm very much into the old school horror. 
classic horror, whereas my boyfriend, who's a little bit younger than me, he likes newer horror. So it's like I kind of have to give him a chance to, you know, pick his horror. So over the past year, I've seen a lot of stuff I probably wouldn't have watched otherwise. And so there's some good stuff, but... Yeah, you know, I'm just tired of the remakes and whatnot. It's kind of it's kind of sad that they can remake a movie that just came out like less than 20 years ago. What's Weird. your thought on the uh, Evil Dead remake, though? Because we just discussed uh, it. Actually, I think that one looks very interesting. I yeah. love the trailer and uh, seeing as how it has most of the original crew involved in some capacity. Uh, and Bruce Campbell, I think, is an executive producer or a producer, so hopefully he can get some cash on that because I'm not sure how money they make in Evil Dead. But that's uh, funny. We said oh, the yeah, same thing. Another so. another movie I saw recently that I really enjoyed that I forgot was Father's Day, which was also released by Trauma. It's just, it, it's just not Father's Day. Like, it's I'm sorry, it's say, so say, much, It's got so much violence in it, though, and it's it's out there. It's definitely not a remake, that's for sure. Where do you stand on the greatest remake ever made, The Fog? I never Ooh. saw that one, thank God. I never saw the Strange of Paul's remake either. I don't want to see those. And the April Fool's Day remake was ass. The Prom Night remake sucked. It's just there's so many bad ones. I don't even know why they bother. I thought Mother's Day and I spit on your grave remakes were actually both better than the originals. Not bad. You know, Mother's Day was pretty good. I did like that one. Yeah, and um, God, there was another remake too that I saw recently that was pretty decent. I don't know right now. Oh, yeah, Mother's Day was good. Oh, yeah, The Last House on the Left and then I Spit on Your Grave remake was pretty decent. I have, you know, that on Blu-ray, I think. Did you get but, your yeah, we got the Friday the 13th remake uh, last week, and uh, it was okay. I mean, it, you know, anything that kind of takes me back to Jason is fine, but, you know, it's just, I, they're not the same because all the actors and actresses these days, they just look like Holly, they look like Hollywood actors, and where in the 80s, they look like actual people that you might know, you know, and they dress normal. It's just kind of like they're over glamorized these days. I like the Friday the 13th remake, but I'm a big mark for Jared Padlecki because I'm a big Supernatural fan. So I, I oh, like yeah. that, just like I like the, uh, my, I thought My Bloody Valentine uh, was one of the best 3D films. Oh, I've, I, I've I seen love that before. remake. Oh, yeah, My Bloody Valentine, that one was great. I like the way they switched the ending around to trick the people who are fans of the original. Yeah, well, my, so my I don't want to get spoilers, but they like, yeah, they kind of switched it up a little bit to give you, you know. Trick ending, twist ending. I want to know where's your film, Imagine uh, Holocaust. Uh, it, it was made years ago. When are we going to see it? Well, I've never seen it, and from what I've told, what I was told, uh, they did sell it to Shoreline Entertainment. They sold it as a double feature with Cage, Lesbos, and Go Go, and um, I. I think that there's something going on with release forms or location forms, and I heard it may never get released. So really? I really have no idea. Yeah, I, I mean, it could. I just saw the website, and they still have it up there with a the newer trailer, but, like, somebody involved with the project told me that there were some kind of issues with locations. Like, I, you know, I know we shot it in, like, it was, like, in some cabins out in the woods, kind of like a Friday the 13th setting, and I'm not sure 
if uh, the people that own the cabins, like, gave the cabins on loan or if they were supposed to pay for the cabins. I don't know. But something went wrong, and the movie was made three, almost four years ago, and still nothing. So, you know, I, I'm not sure about Creep, Creeperson's track record, but, you know, I did two movies in a row with him, and neither of them came out. So I don't have any plans on working with him again, <laughs> you know? Sure. Just one of those things, and I, you know, I didn't get paid for the movie either. So, and then he has the nerve to email me and ask me to donate to his new movies, and I'm just like, come on, man! I never even saw the first two movies. You actually have the balls to ask me for money? What do I look like here? <laughs> <laughs> kind of rude. I hate people who solicit Indiegogo through my email. You know, it's like one thing to like try to post it on my Facebook still pisses me off and I may delete it. But like when they actually email me and they're like, we really need your help to, you know, fund this movie. I'm like, dude, what do I look like? I don't, I'm not made of money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? Uh, She has not done that since. I think I pretty much, uh, the dog understands now because yeah, it was devastating. She destroyed like almost a thousand dollars worth of my shit, Jeez. and it was like shit that I used for work, you know, not just like random shit that I have laying around. Yeah, I think that was my comment. I was like, "You don't need makeup. You look nice." And then you installed your <laughs> stage makeup, so I was like, "Oh, okay, well." <laughs> yeah, they kind of require you to wear makeup at the club. It's just one of their rules, you know. <laughs> and you don't want to borrow some strange stripper's makeup. Come on. No, you don't know where those, you know, <laughs> eyeliners and lipsticks have been, to be honest. And it, it's, not, it's not worth it to me. No offense to the strippers of the world. There are some decent ones out there. but Not where Todd and I are from. They're all pretty bottom of the barrel. Yeah, it's just, it's a pretty rough industry. It's kind of ghetto, but. Well, you know, some of us are some of us are prof- professionals, like career dancers, and there's like a select few that have been dancing as long as I have, and it's like you know we treat it like a real job, whereas other chicks just go there to get fucked up and I don't know meet dudes and go home and fuck, and it's just like dear God, you know, like those are the twenty year olds. When you get to be my age, you learn ropes, and you know, like you actually are going there to make money, not to waste time and get trashed. If you're gonna get trashed, do it after work. There you go. I I was at uh, Rick's Cabaret when I was in New York. That was actually a real nice, uh, my wife and I both, and that was actually a real nice strip club. Yeah, the one I've worked at for most of my career is extremely nice. It's the nicest one in town. Just recently I went to uh, their sister club on the east side where I live, and I was kind of, you know, nervous, but it ended up working out, and I actually like it there. So, hey, it's like a friendly neighborhood strip club. (laughs) You mentioned it's shaped like a pirate ship too, which gets it kind of a local, uh, what would you call it? local landmark. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of strange driving down the street and you see a pirate ship parked on the side of the road. So my kid would <laughs> like it. He'd think it. He'd want to go in. He'd think it's like SpongeBob or something. And I'd have yeah, to we, we tell the kids it's a it. we tell the kids it's a it's a seafood restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> And you now you said you have two daughters. I do, yes. Okay. Do they get to watch any of your films? Oh God, no! I mean, my oldest one has seen parts of it because she was at. They were both in it. Like I, I gave them a little cameo as trick or treaters, and my oldest one, who's thirteen, you know, she's seen some clips, but she's never watched the whole movie now. She has no interest in it. 
<laughs> My son always wants to listen. Anytime I do a podcast, I think he always wants to listen to. He's only three, and I have on headphones. I always want to listen to it. And I was like, I can't let you hear the fact that Daddy says fuck every other word. So we'll just <laughs> pretend that this is my phone. And he yeah, it's pictures. like it's like the kid, the kids. My daughter, when she wants to watch, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the Thirteenth, you know, those are fine. But like when you're getting into like rape and incest and shit, sure. and it's your mom in the movie, it's kind of like, you know, you don't need to see that. You had mentioned that you uh, you like Fred Vogel. You think he's a pretty funny guy. Have you seen his uh, August Underground films? I did see part of them. My boyfriend acquired them, and uh, we watched part of the part of one, and it was so disturbing that I didn't finish it. But God, I do commend him for doing like on such a low budget, like with the, he had really great special effects, and just you know, I always admire people who try to do stuff with no money and get distribution. To me, that's a very, very high accomplishment. What are some just, other... I've heard his name around for years, you know, ever since, like, 2004, I've been hearing of him. I liked his concept to make that film and then just leave VHS tapes laying around in different places so people think they found a stuff, snuff movie. If that's true, that's genius. Yeah. Do you uh, do you guys get the you and your uh, family get to hit up uh, like conventions a lot then, or do you guys go to many, or just the ones around town? Well, I haven't gone out of town for a convention since two thousand and nine. I was set up to go to one last year, but something happened with my plane ticket and it didn't get paid for, so I didn't go to that. We have local ones. We have like the Tucson Comic Con. And I've taken my kids to that one twice in a row. And then, um, you know, we do local signings here for me. Like, they invite me to come, you know, local Scream Queen, come have a, you know, DVD signing at, you know, a bookstore. And we'll do that kind of thing and sell DVDs. And the kids usually come for those, too. So they so they pretty much enjoy, like, the horror genre and, like, all, like, you know, what it stands for and all the people and everything like that. Oh, yeah, you know, my my daughters know that, like, that's a part of my life, and, mm-hmm. you know, ever since, ever since they were little, you know, I was always watching Chucky movies and yeah. stuff like that, you know, Evil, Evil Dead Army of Darkness, those type of movies, you know, those are kind of harmless in a way, yeah. it's like I said, though, the more realistic ones, you know, especially if I'm in it, you know, they don't need to see it. Especially yeah. if I'm naked, it's not appropriate. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and my my autistic daughter doesn't really watch that kind of stuff, anyways. She doesn't really watch TV other than like cartoons. Sure. You know, if I take her to the movie theater, she'll watch. She doesn't like 3D though. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> she, 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 she won't keep the glasses on the whole time. She hates them. <laughs> I love I love 3D. It freaks my kid out. I'll put the glasses on here at home, and he after a while he sometimes gets scared. It's different. No, no, no. 3D Blu-ray is a different story. I don't mind that as much. Uh, usually that's primped a little better for the actual format, but in the actual movie theater setting, I, I don't think it usually adds anything. So it's my opinion. Yeah, I said that my bloody Valentine 3D, though, they really went out to, like, you know, humor us. And that was cool. That was that my movie. first 3D, 3D movie I actually saw. And that was, like, that was, like, the first 3D movie that came out in I don't know how many years. And it was... It was great. Oh, yeah, I love it. I love that movie. Did you like Drive Angry? Drive Angry? Did I see that, honey? With Nicolas Cage? Oh, God, don't say his name. He's like Beetlejuice. He's the man. Oh, I think I did see it then. Yeah, I did. And he was, like, screwing some young chick. 
one scene? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah, yeah, I saw that, yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite 3D movie. Everyone gives Nicolas Cage such a hard rap, but just so you guys know, he's a huge horror movie fan. He's I like Nick horror. Cage. I don't like all his stuff. Or like some That's fantastic. Stuff. He's a huge horror movie fan. Then why did he make a movie like The Wicker Man? Hmm? Why did Wicker he make that? The Wicker Man was he, 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 he used to make movie. money because I think he's got like in, he's in debt or some kind of bankruptcy or bankruptcy. I don't know. That's, that's not my. So, that's, you know, his irresponsibilities with his money isn't my problem. It's just, I shouldn't have to. Be, right. Uh, I think that's I why he does the shitty blockbusters. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a record. The Wicker Man remake was much better than the original. Oh, you're don't crazy, say it. dude. Oh, you're, you're crazy. Not. Corey no. G, Corey G, I'm about to cut you off, man. This, that, that was too far. <laughs> it was. It was better than the original. Oh, I'm going to throw up. A <laughs> hundred times. The Fog remake is better, too. That has Tom Welling. <laughs> Tom Welling. <laughs> the John Carpenter in The Fog is boring as shit. It's like watching a boring episode of SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> That's some creepy music, though. You know, it's like John Carpenter scores. I just got my They Live Blu-ray in the mail today, and I watched the uh, fight scene. I must say, for anyone out there, you got to pick that up. That is one good-looking Blu-ray. That's an awesome film. Is the quality it's pretty good? Oh, it's it, it's it's not as good as the Avengers, but it's it's close. I mean, it looks very very crisp. It's a very that Shout Factory does an awesome job putting those movies together. Other than horror movies, what are some of your other favorite movies? Oh, I love 80s movies with all of my heart. You know, I love Just One of the Guys. is my favorite oh, comedy yeah. movie from the yep. 80s. Oh, yeah. That's a great and um, I like Once Bitten with Jim Carrey, even though it's a comedy mm-hmm. horror. Like that. yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, Better Off Dead, Can't Find Me Love, Revenge of the Nerds, anything like that. What are you half baked. <laughs> I love half baked. Now, Goose uh, and I are the, are the big action movie fans. Um, what are some of your favorite action films? Better yet, action. do you like Steven Seagal? Yes or no? Um, I don't know. I don't really. I used to, <sighs> but like now that he's now that he's old and slow. I was just watching one of his newer movies the other day, and it's like, well, aside from Machete, which was kind of a cool cameo. Yeah. But I saw, I was watching another one of his movies uh, that had Savage Steve Austin, I think. Is that his name? Yes. Maximum Conviction. Joe Cole Steve it. Austin, that's right. And um, he just looked like so old and like, it looked like he had a carpet on his head. It's like, and <laughs> the hairline he oh had. Oh, my Lord. Well, with the hairline he had back in the 80s, you obviously know he, you know, he could have got hair plugs, but it just looks oh, like yeah. a wig to me. And it's just kind of like, aw. Like, he used to be so, you know, good at martial arts, but now he's just kind of slow and fat, so it's cool <laughs> that he can still get work. Elska, you don't realize this, but about two seconds into your conversation bashing uh, seems to go, you and I established a very good relationship. And awesome. <laughs> I'm very, very happy. I just want to gang up on Corey as much as I can when it comes to when it comes to Steven Seagal. So. He worships the ground that man walks on. He refuses to admit it. that he wears a rug. He seems to think that he's, like, in great shape. What are you talking um, about? No, well, he's definitely in terrible shape. Oh. <laughs> he's gained a little weight. 
You know, it's a when you see someone like that too, who used to be so you know buff and in shape in their prime, and then oh, no, I mean no. it happens to everyone. But I mean, who was it? But I thought, oh Van Dam, he looks awesome. Yeah, he does. And he he and does. The too. He looks great, and he still kicks ass. And I don't God. think I think him and Seagal are like the similar age. Seagal might be a couple years older, but Jesus Christ! No, no, I got to Somebody get you. somebody get Seagal to the gym quick. No, 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 Corey, you so the dojo. You said now. You said Seagal used to be. You said Seagal used to be buff and everything. I have to disagree. I don't think he was ever in good shape. Go back and watch Hard to Kill. He looks like he's got a camel toe in those jeans. Oh my God! Well, you know what? Here's the thing. I'm biased because my dad used to love Steven Seagal when I was a kid, and he would like always make me watch his old, you know, the first movies. And my dad actually thought he looked like Steven Seagal and would wear his hair like that. And so I just have like this. Thing with the old Steven Seagal reminding me of my dad, so I kind of like I have a little affinity for those older movies, but yeah, he ain't no Van Damme. Now, Thank you. There's a no, he's better. Now there's a thread going on uh, in our <laughs> in our page here about uh, Rocky. What's your favorite Rocky film? Rocky, and definitely the first one. I never saw Rocky Balboa, the newest one, but yeah. Um, Rocky, the original, was actually Best Picture of the Year I Was Born, and it stars my uh, friend Lloyd Kaufman, who actually worked as, I think, location manager on Rocky, and he played a bum or something. It's easy to say the original, and I'll give anybody that one, um, but if you had to pick a sequel as the second best, what's the best sequel? Oh, the one that has, uh, what's that, Blonde Guy, Dolph yeah, Lundgren. Yes. Yeah. That one's awesome. I saw that one in the theater, actually, yes. Regine Nielsen was, like, really fine back then. She's another person who really fell apart, man. She just looks terrible these days. Oh, sad. We have a fan that likes part five, and we were giving him a little bit of grief. It's a horrible movie. I don't know if I saw that one. Part five's really bad. Which one had Sage Stallone? Was that one? That's that's the only reason I like Five because I like Sage. He's yeah. I would like to watch that again now after he's passed. Just yeah. to kind of reflect. It's kind of a sad thing there. He was young, or I mean, to me, he was young. I think he was thirty-five, thirty-six. Oh yeah, he was he's, young. He was a little younger than me. So. Well, Sylvester Stallone had a real tough year this year. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I heard that his porno just got sold on eBay. Really? Me, I bought it. You could buy it on from Amazon. It actually had a legitimate release like a year ago. You're talking about the Italian Stallion, right? Yep. Have you seen it? No. I don't really yeah. want to. I probably she, would as like a fucking horrific thing just to see it. I mean, I don't know if it's available to download online or what, but What about the Hulk Hogan one? Pay for it. Uh, Stallone has nothing oh, to be proud gross. of. Oh, gross. Oh, Hulk Hogan porno? Yeah. Oh, that's the Oh, it just sounds like leather on leather. <laughs> I'm not really a Hulk Hogan fan, no. Oh, sex tape. <laughs> I'm not anymore. I, I, I hate yeah, I, I'd watch it out of curiosity. I, I don't even watch pornos, but like when there's a weird celebrity porno, I will seek it out sometimes. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, I had the Pamela Tommy Lee one, and I saw that a few times. And, you know, I saw the one from some girl that was from, uh, what's that fucking show, Survivor? Oh, yeah, yeah. Some girl, yeah, one of those girls did a porn, too, with some guy she married in Vegas, and just, 
you know, I, I'll, I'll check it out if it's a celebrity, but what, I don't really watch it. What about really the Screech porno? What about Screech porno? Oh, I haven't seen the Screech porno, no. We gotta get her, we gotta get this lady a copy of the Screech porno. Screech has something oh. to be proud of. Did Minnie, did Minnie Me do a porno also from Austin Powers? I, I think he might have. <laughs> I think he did too. Vern Troy, or was it? Yeah, Vern Troy. Corey G's a big fan of the, Corey G's a big fan of the China doll porno. I yes. Oh, I'd watch that just to check it out because I want to see. I heard her clit looks like a dick. <laughs> it's, 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 like so big. it's gigantic. It's the size of my forearm. I think, I think that's from all the steroids. I really think that it just kind of morphed up her body. I just vomited her out. She's gorgeous. That's nasty. She, she's nasty. no Ashley Gold. I'm waiting for the Ashley Gold oh. adult movie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Do you have any? What else are you working on right now? Any other projects? Let's see. Um, you know, I've got an, a guy uh, who's location scouting in South America right now for a movie called House of Evil, and you know, he's doing the Indiegogo thing, which, as we all know, I don't have very much luck with it, and I don't really like pushing it upon my fans very much. So we're just gonna like. See how it goes, you know, I'll give him a chance here and there, but, you know, I think people think that because I have, like, thousands of fans at Facebook and 100,000 fans at Twitter that, like, automatically, if I do an Indiegogo, people are going to throw money at me, but it doesn't really work that way, and even the one I did last spring for Troma, you know, I only made 1500 and in the end, the, mo- the movie didn't even get made, so I ended up getting the money back, and now I'm responsible for making a film for the people that donated. It was a huge mess of trauma. So basically what I'm going to do is if we do do Jessica Rabbit 2, the people that donated to the trauma Indiegogo, I'm going to put them in the credits somewhere. Because I know one guy donated 900 bucks. and wow. I was going to make him executive producer of a short, and he just had like a breakdown and just started freaking out and like accusing me of stealing his money and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, look, dude. Troma gave me the option of either getting your money back or investing it towards my movie. And you chose my movie, so sorry. And then he was just, like, saying I ripped him off, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know what, I think he just kind of had one of those moments. So I'll still put him in the credits, obviously, for donating. But, you know, people just don't know how to act. You know, there's no need to be rude. And besides, you know, even if he did donate to the Troma movie and it did get made... You know how long it takes for a movie to go through pre-production, production, and post-production? We're talking a year or more, and I think this guy who had no idea how the film industry works, like, he wanted his movie now. And he's like, I want my movie now, and I'm like, dude, it takes time, you know. And he just blew blew it, like, freaked out, and tried to delete him and shit, but... You know, I'm not, like, stealing his money. I'm still going to put him in the credits. It's just kind of a bummer that, like, that... Basically, all my fans thought they were donating towards the the new Nukem High movie, and that's the movie I thought we were doing because they never gave me another title or any other script towards any other movie. And so in the end, when I found out, oh, it's not for Nukem High, it's for some other movie, which they never told me what was, and I'm just like, you're kidding me. And so everyone's like, fuck this, we all want our money back. And so it took like weeks, but we got back, I'd say, three-fourths of the money. I mean, that's about it. And I kind of just disowned myself from trauma at that point. 
decided I never want to work with them anymore. I'm tired of getting burned by them, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I don't hate Lloyd. I don't hate, you know, people at trauma. But it's just one of those things where, like, you know, being affiliated with them for eight years and being loyal and doing cons and promoting and this and that, you know, you think you'd get treated a little better than just the average Joe. And in the end, I just got ripped off just like everyone else that I've ever heard of. So, hey, you know, they don't have feelings. They don't have loyalty. They just want your money and they want your movie. And, you know, I learned the hard way. They, You know, I was to the point where they were saying they were sending me a check all summer. And then they said they sent it to the wrong address. And then in the end, on the phone, he finally admitted that, oh, the movie didn't so well, so you're not getting a check. And I'm just like, you guys are fucked up. You know, why, why'd you tell me I was getting a check? It's just like, they have a real communication problem there. And uh, I don't know, I just, I'm kind of glad to be done with them. I don't want to support them anymore on a major level. You know, it's kind of hard having my movie distributed through them. And being in Poultry guys, I feel like I'm kind of, you know, stigmatized being a trauma person for life, but, you know, that's what happens. That's what happens to Trent Haga. That's what happened to Will Keenan. That's what happens to, you know, a lot of these, you know, Tiffany Shepherds and Debbie Rashawn. And either you learn to live with it and you embrace it or you just hate trauma. And I think the difference between me and, like, Tiffany and Debbie is, like, Tiffany and Debbie never, like, made their movie and sold it to trauma and got ripped off. You know, like, maybe they worked on a movie as an actor and didn't get paid and that pissed them off, but, like, it's a completely different level when, like, you, you know, and you make a whole entire movie, you know, from the bottom of your heart and you spend every cent you have on it just to get ripped off by the company you've been with for eight years. Yeah, it made me a little mad, and, you know, I speak my mind, and so now trauma is kind of, like, you know, not my friends right now. But, yeah, it's like, I, I wonder, like, how did James Gunn and Trey Parker and, you know, Debbie Rashawn, like, still stick by trauma after all these years and all I can say is I guess they just never got ripped off as hard as some of us, you know. I'm talking to a guy right now who's doing a lawsuit against trauma, and he wants to join forces with a bunch of people who got ripped off. And he has a lawyer, and I'm just like, are you fucking serious? Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to, like, listen to him and talk to his lawyer and stuff. But, like, honestly, like, doing trauma seems like a very big undertaking because they're, like, run by lawyers. And, like, everything they do, they do... They know what they're doing. They know how they're going to rip you off. And, like, the way I got ripped off was because they held back the release date of the movie a year and a half. And basically, after a year, I lost most of my rights. Huh. And so, you know, I, now it's like I can't even get a statement from them to prove that the movie didn't make money. It's just their word, you know. And it's like, oh, now i got to get a lawyer, too. Fuck that. I've already wasted so much money on Jessica Rabbit that I'm not wasting another dime. And the only reason I'm even considering doing the sequel is the person that is interested has, is in a very high position in Hollywood to where we could actually make money off of this. So it will not be related to trauma if it gets made. You know, we will probably still have, you know, Trent in it, God willing. But, yeah, I'm not going to, like... It's, I, I, I never wanted to do any, anything to Jessica Rabbit ever again. It was, like, a traumatic experience. Did not want to do anything with it ever again. But, you know, you get somebody that, like, wants to invest money wants to do a sequel, they believe in me, they're like, you've created a brand, you've created a product, you know, the fans want a sequel, we should do it. And I'm like, fuck, you know, all right. If you want to lead the pack, I will follow on this, because, hey, I guess, you know, if, if that many people want to see a sequel, fuck it. 
Let's do it. I actually liked uh, Gimme Skelter, and I, I met Gunnar oh, Hansen a few times, and he was, he's an awesome guy. Did you have fun working with him? I had an excellent time working with him. He was very supportive. Um, you know, it was like that was the first feature I ever worked on, and my first scenes were with him. And, you know, we would have to just go outside and practice our lines together. And, he, yeah, he was very supportive and, you know, complimented me. And I've seen him a couple times at cons over the years. And he's just a nice guy. He's, he's getting older, and he doesn't really act that much anymore. Uh, somebody told me that he was somehow attached to the new Texas 3D coming out. I'm not sure if that's a rumor or not. I looked on the IMDb, and I couldn't see his name. But it wouldn't surprise me if they threw him in as a cameo or something. Now, see, that's another remake I like better than the original. You're crazy. Texas Chainsaw? Uh, he is, man. Yes, I like I like the remake better. You know, I, I, I would watch it again. I know I didn't hate it at all. I enjoyed it when I watched the remake, but it's been like maybe five or six years since I've seen it. So I, don't really I, didn't hate, I didn't think it was a horrible remake or anything, but it's not the original. I mean... Was that Beale or Alba? I get them confused. That was Beale. Okay, they're, they're interchangeable. I don't know about uh, that. I think one's hotter. Uh, Beale. Yeah. See, I don't think either one's pretty. I don't think Just a deal wasn't that, huh? Which one was that? He turned out to be quite the A-lister. Was Alba I don't really consider an A-lister. I don't know. She just kind of... I think Beale's way better, dude. No, I... Especially especially in that movie. I don't like either one of them as an actress. I just said one of them was prettier. I fancied one more than the other, image-wise, but... I think, that, I think now that Jessica Beale's married to Jess and Timberlake, she probably won't have to act as much anymore. No, they're going to have some beautiful babies, and, though. Sit at home and have babies. They're beautiful babies. Now, he's, mm-hmm. turned into a, he's turned into a pretty good actor, i got to admit. I like him, too. In time, did you guys did see her in the Total Recall remake? I refuse to watch yeah, I that. I refuse to watch that, too. <laughs> Oh, I thought we were all talking about remakes. Never mind. <laughs> That's... Actually, it was pretty good. Really? I'd recommend it on Blu-ray because the special effects looked really amazing. You know, I watched it on my computer. But, yeah, it was, it was nowhere near as good as the first one, right? Because I love Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it's kind of hard to, like, place that. But, yeah, it was definitely entertaining. And it had Kate Beckinsale also, and she looked hot oh, as fuck. And she was like, she's like 39. Like she's like 39, though, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, like, how long can she keep playing the bad guy? Fuck it, you know, she still pulls it off. I mean, I wouldn't consider her an A-list actress anymore, because all she does is Underworld and shit. But, hey, if it pays the bills, why not? My wife loves those Underworld movies. She can't, I hate all of them. She can't get enough, and she just loves them. I've never seen any of them. I've never seen Ever. any of them either, but you know they're what? Per, they're I think pretty Kate Beckinsale is a beautiful solid. woman. Not as not as hot as uh, Marissa Tomei, but she's pretty close. Oh, Marissa I, I like Kate Beckinsale. Ugh. She's beautiful, man, Marissa Tomei. I liked her in Vacancy. That was a good movie. Yeah, That's the one there at the hotel, right? And they're making the snuff movie. Yeah, that was pretty scary. I saw the theater. The only movie that ever, the only two movies that ever bothered me were Girl Next Door and Serbian Film. Those are the only two movies. Oh I, God, I, the I, Serbian Film! Oh, that movie is just horrid. I I I, I want to bleach my eyes and forget the last ten minutes of it. Oh God, I know it's so sad. But I never saw the Girl Next Door. I couldn't handle that. I, I almost turned that one to Jack Ketchum one. I almost turned it off because it was a true story, but. 
I wanted to see how it ended. But I remember my wife and I, that was like, is it a horror oh, movie? Yeah. It's about these, this, um, these two kids that go to live with their aunt after their parents die. And she like tortures the one girl and they like have her chained up in the basement. She's letting her kids rape her and they beat her. They oh my burn God. her. And I guess it actually happened in the fifties. And what's funny is the only reason we saw it is we got a trailer for it on the Lionsgate put it out. We got a trailer on some, and it's advertising Grant show. And my wife and I are like, hey, it's Grant Show from Melrose Place. We got to check this movie out. Well, Grant Show let me down appearing in this piece of crap because um, oh, I, I got up to where they blowtorched the girl, and, and that was about the point where I wanted to turn it off. But there's only a few minutes left. Yeah, I saw a movie a couple months ago. Do you think Megan is missing? Yeah, that's a good yeah, movie. I like that. Oh, man. My boyfriend had to walk out. During the when they started raping the kid, and he like never came back. <laughs> and I was just like, that movie was pretty fucked up. But you know, I think it's a good message for younger kids to watch to realize that like the internet is not a safe place, and never believe who you talk to. It's it's not over. It's not overly graphic, but I mean, it just affects you by uh, what you don't see. I think. Yes, yeah, so yeah. Me the creeps was when she was talking. After Megan, I was glad Megan was missing. She annoyed me, but the, the, her friend, when she was like talking to the camera and you saw him, you know, come up on the top of the stairs, yeah. like in the shadow mm-hmm. watching her, I was like, oh shit, like that. But, no, that was a really good Yeah. Story. And I've read it. It was a really sad movie. It's disturbing to see little kids get raped like that because, like, being a mother, and, you know, I'm sure, you know, people with kids like I think it affected a little bit more because they kind of imagine like what if that happened to my child what would you do to the killer you'd want to kill them and it's just really sad and that kind of shit happens all the time so I have a three year old so that does kind of and my my wife was even bawling um, at the Walking Dead it, please tell me you guys have watched Walking Dead yet this week my old lady was too yeah I didn't I didn't yeah, watch it fun. no I only saw the first couple episodes to be honest because I don't have cable right now and um I've just seen so many zombie movies that, like, after the first couple episodes, I was like, you know, they're not really covering new ground here. You know, I, I think it's great that they put a zombie show on television to, like, reach the masses and, like, get more people involved in the horror scene. But, you know, for, like, hardcore horror junkies like us who have seen, like, hundreds of zombie movies, it's kind of like watered-down stuff that we've all seen before. Kind of reminded me a little bit of, like, you know... Uh, they take a little bit out of each and every horror zombie movie, I thought. But, you know, I'm not bashing it at all. A lot of people I know worked on it, so, hey, good for them. I think The Walking Dead is far better than any zombie movie I've seen in, you know, that came out in the last probably 15 years. I, that's my opinion. I think it's better than any movie you're going to find nowadays. And, I don't know. And graphically, they that's show cool. a lot. For, for cable network, they show a lot. I mean, it's Oh, yeah, I, I totally commend them for that. I mean, they need to do more shit like that, and I think it's great. But, you know, but okay, I'll give it a second chance, like maybe on DVD or something. But, like, you know, I'm just not the kind of person to watch a show and then got to wait a whole week to see the next show. It's like with Dexter. It's like I just sit there and I'll watch a whole season, like, in over two days. Yeah, you know, well, I don't want to like I mean, if I could do it, absolutely. But, you know, if you only watch yeah. the first two episodes as in the first season, you know, this new season, I mean, we've already talked about it on, on this program, but like I said, them them showing the leg amputation as brutal as they did, uh, something like that, what they're pulling now is, is pretty intense. I mean, it's yeah. up there with any movie. I mean, so. Yeah, it's 
some of it's really bad. But it's, I, better, it's Romero anything. stuff. Yeah. Oh, don't mention that. Don't talk about that. Is it on the same channel as Breaking Bad? Yes. Yeah. Okay, because Breaking Bad I watch also, and that one's pretty graphic too, and that's a really good fucking show. I like that. I, I love Breaking Bad. I can't get into that. Yeah, I, tried. I, I just can't get into that. I, I don't like Dexter at all. You know what? I like Dexter, but, like, I swear to God, it's taken me, like, you know, ever since the show aired, it's like I've had to watch season one and season two, like, four times. It's like every guy I date, we have to start over from season one. So it's like, I feel like I've seen the early seasons, like, so many times, and now I'm finally up to season six, almost done with it. And, you know, it's like... I do like Dexter, but yeah, I could kind of see it winding down and ending soon because there's only so much more they could do with that show. And it's like, I really, I think it's sad that Michael C. Hall had to get leukemia during the peak of his fame. And it's a shame that happened. But, uh, God, can I, can I just jump in and say that guy who plays Quinn? Oh my God. He just looks like he's anorexic or on drugs or something. And he looks like he's wearing a wig and it just really distracts me from the show because when he first came on, he looked healthy and buff and cute. And I don't know what happened, but damn, he just looks ill. What are some and other shows that somebody can step in and somebody on the show needs to step in and be like, look, you're fired if you don't fucking gain 20 pounds. <laughs> it's like he looks like a skeleton with skin hanging off his cheeks. What are some other TV shows that you're into? Oh, what other shows? What other shows do we watch, honey? I don't really know. We don't watch that many shows. Just Breaking Bad and Dexter, really, huh? I, and all I other just <laughs> Uh, I like to watch the old shit, like Tales from the Crypt, but yeah, I don't really watch that many shows, not really. You don't watch Hardcore Pawn? <sighs> mm, I've seen an episode of it uh, when I was buying something at the Best Buy, it was on TV, but yeah, I don't watch those kind of reality type shows. I get a lot of emails from people wanting me to go on those types of shows, and it's like, you know, I've auditioned for one, and if, if I get a free trip out of it, hey, maybe I'll do it. But, you know, it's just the timing hasn't been right lately. I've had a lot of stress and shit. So maybe one of these days you'll see me on TV, like, Maury Povich or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Maury Povich, man. I like little, little defiant horrors. Those are the, I like the fat baby episodes. Those are my favorite. They bring out the babies, and they always exploit them by just putting a diaper on them so you can, like, see all their roles. And then when they come out, they have the cameraman shake the camera back and forth like he's making the whole place rumble. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Oh, yeah, man. it'd be one thing if I was, like, plugging away, auditioning, like, uh, applying for these shows, but, like, they email me because I signed up to some website, like, five years ago, and they have my info. So I get emails from, like, the actual show, and they're like, hey, why don't you come on? All you need is a conflict. We've got any topic you want. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, like, what the fuck am I going to talk about? Life is a screen queen. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> it was just really nothing. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe someday. We don't want to take up any more of your time. I mean, thank you so much yeah, for calling. Yeah, thank you. Do you, have, do you have yeah, thanks for having me. It was a blast. I'm just sitting here eating fries and drinking milkshakes, so it was kind of a fun phone call. Oh, yeah. Do you have anything you want to, you want to promote? Um, well, obviously, if we do Jessica Rabbit 2, it's going to be a big project. Um, other projects, 
this house of evil. We'll see how it goes. This guy says, I'm actually doing a new photo shoot within the month, like sometime in November. Yeah, yeah because I'm like actually, I've lost a lot of weight. I weigh like 110 pounds now, and all my pictures online, I'm like 125, 135. So it's like it's time to do a new shoot just to show everyone like my new look. So that's what we're going to do. And so, yeah, you should hold out for those because my other ones are just older pictures from like 2008, and, you know, don't really want those. Yeah, so let me know when you start selling those, definitely, and then we'll we'll promote those. I'll let everyone online know, trust me. I have a really good camera. I just I, I I've had it on layaway in the pawn shop for a while, and uh, it's still sitting there waiting for me. I just got to pay off like three hundred more bucks, and it's mine again. And it's actually a video camera too that shoots in HD, so I can shoot films with that too. So I'm kind of excited to get it out. And thank you. I mean, you can come on. I mean, I think I can speak for everybody. You you're more than welcome to come on here and promote anything you ever want. Awesome. Well, yeah, just keep in touch. Hit up our wall as much as you want. Yeah, exploit. <laughs> Throw stuff on there. Awesome. <laughs> and anytime you ever have anything, just let us know, and we'll po- post it up for you as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. And then this, no problem. Thank you. Am I editing this episode, or are you editing it? Uh, whatever you want, man. Uh, you're better than me. <laughs> Actually, this should be easy. Let me give it a crack, and if I can't, if I can edit it, I should have this up probably, I'm thinking Saturday. Cool. All right. But I'll definitely, I'll PM you and let you know. Cool. Well, let me know. All right. Thank you once again so much for coming on. Thanks a lot. Hey, thanks for Um, having me. It was nice talking to you guys, and have a great rest of the week. All right. You too. Thank you so much. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, I don't know who you guys voted for, but last I heard, Romney was in the lead, so I'm kind of interested to go check it out now. It's getting really close. I mean, Romney's still in the lead, but it's, it's really closing the gap now. So. Yeah, I, I'm sure Obama will take California, but Arizona usually goes for Republicans. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm kind of excited. I, I hate elections and politics, but like that, the night of the election is always kind of fun. Oh, I agree. Oh, this mm-hmm. is more fun yeah. now. Because then tomorrow there's going to be all these butthurt people online, like, ooh. <laughs> 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 the next four <laughs> years is going to suck. It'll be the same <laughs> as it was four years ago. You know, four years ago when Obama won, I lived in Hollywood, and I didn't have a car. So the day after the election, I was, like, walking around downtown Hollywood, and I swear to God, it was, like, a huge celebration. They were acting like God came home, you know? And I was, you know, and four years later, you're looking back, and you're like, what the fuck was the big deal? Like, nothing really happened, you know? <laughs> shit, shit is still just as bad as it was four years ago. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Not even God can change it. But we'll leave it at that. <laughs> but yeah, thanks a lot. And yeah, we'll yeah, uh, keep in touch. So All right, well, I'm going to go then. You guys have a good night. All right, you too now. Thank you so much again. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.